0: Welcome to another week of the show before the show, presented by Your Fielder's Choice. Once again, my name is John Maffa. I'm joined by Devin Frank and Mike Mislinski. And we're here to give you all the breaking news, review some uh, past and, uh, past lineups from from the week before and get you all set uh, for that show on Sunday, live before kickoff uh, with Your Fielder's Choice um, and get you into, into that main slate and, and win some money here. Um, once again, head over to yourfielderschoice.com. We've got a beautiful promotion running right now, uh, $25 for your first two months. And that gives you access to everything, the cheat sheets, all the sports, prize picks, articles, uh, the premium discord where you can hit up people like Devin and, and Miz in the chat and ask them direct questions, uh, talk with other members and see winning lineups. What's going on, guys? You guys ready for week three or what?
1: Absolutely. Ready for this shit weather to go away it's just disgusting all across the country and including in ohio here
0: yeah it's it's raining over here too
2: i'm super psyched for it i got my popcorn ready for <laughs> you can show. Uh, try, yo, i, I could respect that <laughs> and uh we can talk about Rondell moore i show, <laughs> uh, show if you want
1: hey so, big big win by on, the way uh, for those ravens i did not see that coming
0: oh yeah Somebody, on this, somebody on this show did. Yeah, you did, and we, <laughs> you, we laughed at that call. Yeah, I know, I know. That was my my one shining moment last week. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, we'll talk about. Him. Yeah, let's let's get into some news here. Uh, go over the power rankings. This week kind of had it all, right? You had upsets, you had drama, you had some blowouts. Um, it was an exciting week in the NFL, and honestly, if you look at the power rankings, it shows. Because this is totally different than last week. Starting with number one, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Previously at number two, uh, they are the top dog as of uh, this week, with the Chiefs losing to the Ravens in heartbreaking fashion. Um, no surprise there. Bucks defending Super Bowl champs, two and zero. Tom Brady is rolling. Um, the Bucks look pretty good.
1: Yeah, they probably should have been number one all along, considering they were the the champs. Uh, I mean, they've. Were they ripped off nine in a row or something now, Can, including the end of the last?
0: Yeah, they're, 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 they're looking pretty good as advertised. You know, even I had my doubts, um, and we talked about it on the first episode. Like, you know, they were not a very synchronous team in the beginning of last year. But once they started figuring out, they really started rolling. And that's, like, where they are now, I guess. This is the team that everybody thought they would be, uh, you know, 12 months ago. So good for them. Uh, at number two, we got the Rams coming in NFC West. Um, they were previously number four. Again, they just look pretty good. Stafford, uh, seems like he's got new life. Uh, that offense is clicking. Um, the receivers are doing well, uh, you know, nothing, nothing really surprising there with the Rams being at number two, given the way they've progressed this season.
2: And every, every pass is going to Cooper cup. That's for sure.
0: Catch, I really? mean
2: lead pretty much leads the league now. What targets? I mean we uh, talked about lead, last week. He catches everything, right? Yeah, we talked
0: about last
1: week. Stafford always says it's one guy and it's clearly Cooper Cup sure. year. Yeah. Play every
0: week. Following up at number three, we got the Chiefs. Obviously, previously number one. Uh had that heartbreaking loss on Sunday night to the Ravens. Uh CEH coming up with that fumble late was just a dagger if you were on the Chiefs, at least money line, <laughs> or just a Chiefs fan in general. Um, but, yeah, Chiefs and a number three, I don't think, you know, that's really too alarming or even harsh. They're one and one They'll be just fine. Patrick Mahomes is still a certified freak. He balled out on Sunday night too. Um, I don't think they'll, you know, they'll fall out of that top five anytime soon. Even No, with- they'll be
1: there all season. I do have questions about their defense, though. I don't think that defense is that good. They, they can't stop the run.
0: I agree with that. I mean, Lamar is really good. So, you know, using him as a grain of salt there. But and the
1: Browns run game is really good, too. In, in exactly. Series.
0: Yeah. Who they got this week? Oh, they got Eckler and the Chargers. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. At number four, um, we got the 49ers. Previously at number nine, Niners in a very lackluster game against the Eagles, but they got the job done on the road. Um, Also probably sacrificed another two or three running backs. Uh, It's, it is insane. Uh, Can't catch a break there, but they're at number four. Um, And I think they're they're in for a good matchup this week against uh, the green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. I'm excited for that one. Not just because I'm a fan, just because uh, those two teams uh, should, should put on a good show.
2: Look out for, on your waiver wires, in the deepest of leagues, or if you got really long benches, Jacquez Patrick, running back, former, former XFL superstar, is on the Bengals practice squad, uh, average five yards a carry in both, uh, not on, uh, the preseason this season, but also in the XFL. Um, and he catches passes, and he's a huge dude. He's huge. So um, Jacquez Patrick, huh? yeah
0: how so deep, deep is your league I, are
2: you in like a 16 team league <laughs> <laughs> uh the the uh the ffpc leagues online they are 20 man rosters 12 teams so it's 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 tough so and and it's a thousand dollar fad budget so it's very tough you like if you got if you want to get somebody you got to go get them and you better you better hold you better make sure that they're worth it because every dollar counts and uh you know, there's not a lot out there when it when it does hit the wire. So
0: yeah, yeah, deepest I, of leagues, go pick them up. That sounds like a stressful league to be in, to be honest with you. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're online. They're Twelve tough. Men. They're, they're extremely like, tough. Yeah, sixteen roster league. Um, all right, number five, we got the Bills uh, moving on up. Um, from where they were last week, uh, I forget where they were last week. I actually don't have it written down here, but they were they were prior they were below number five. You know they had that slip up week one. Absolutely manhandle uh, the Dolphins this week, even though Tua had an injury. But I don't think anybody's surprised either way if Tua plays or not that they win that game. So uh, Bills back where they are at, at number five.
2: Oh, well, yeah, I mean a is Tua
0: more. soft or what? He, yeah,
1: I don't I don't think he's ever going to be a.
0: I don't know if I'm in any position to call any professional athlete soft. No, I, I, know, I know I'm know, i soft. So, I'm just trying
2: to, And I think he's soft. So I'm asking you guys for confirmation.
0: I mean, I think injury
1: prone is a real thing.
0: Yeah. And you I know, think I was just plain all bad luck. Yeah. A little bit of both. You know, you're soft. Yeah. Very soft. <laughs> At number six, where they belong, the Seattle Seahawks blowing that yes. game to the Tennessee Titans. I love every second of that fourth quarter. Uh, I think the Titans at one point had a 4% probability of winning, um, and they did, (laughs) a la Derrick Henry. Um, But the Seahawks coming in at at number six there previously from number three, which we stated last week, I thought was a little bit of a reach. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with their win over the Colts. I mean, the Colts are a good team, but I don't think if you beat them, you automatically bumped up to the top three. So Seahawks in at number six there.
1: Yep, yeah, that's more appropriate for, for who they are. and You know, they're a good team, but they were not the third best team, yeah. you know, in the league.
0: Exactly. And then, are th- then number seven, uh, another NFC West team, the Arizona Cardinals. That it's makes me. all four teams in the NFC West in this top seven. Uh, we all know that's a good division, but it's pretty impressive that, you know, all, all those teams are doing pretty well. You've got nine you
1: you wow so of the top nine seven of them are from two divisions because you've got oh i got the steelers aren't in there so the six of them because you've got the 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 browns and the ravens yep and got four from the other division that's that's nuts
0: yeah definitely a top heavy league i guess in terms of divisions
1: (laughs) yeah it is
0: uh Not too many uh, NFC East teams in there, but you know it's early. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, they, they, all those teams have have been
2: good for the last few years, so yep. it only makes sense.
0: Yeah, they got a good core. Um, they're deep. A lot of those teams, the Rams, as you know, sold their soul and their draft picks for all their players, so they'll be good for a little while uh, until that all catches up with them, contracts wise. Um, mm-hmm. Coming at number eight is your guys, Dev, the Browns, previously at number six um so despite getting the win they moved down a little bit no surprise there they beat up on the Texans I don't think that would get them any brownie points no no
1: no Landry probably hurts a little bit for you know a couple weeks so I'm okay I'm that's an understandable drop but I do think their ceiling is much higher than the eighth best team obviously
0: and do we know what Odell's deal is
1: not yet it's been week to week um they're being really cautious with him which is which is the smart move.
0: yeah uh, up at number nine from number 10 is the Baltimore Ravens, your boys, Miz. Uh, how about that? All three of our teams in the top 10. Got to love that. Yeah, Hopefully cool. yeah. we're having this conversation in January too. Um, yeah. They they had a great win on Sunday night, really battled back there. You know, that touchdown immediately off the bat, I thought it was going to be a blowout if we're being honest, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but they, I mean, they hang, they hung in there and they, they capitalized on mistakes. They ran all over the chiefs. Like Dev mentioned, uh good game overall from the ravens.
2: It's funny that they they completely revamped the line. So they had um Andro, uh Andre's the whatever. Yep. USAA insurance. <laughs> um they moved him back over to the left side because Stanley went down, right? And then you guys all saw on the broadcast, you know, about like how he, he was trying to explain what it's like being going from the left tackle to right tackle. It's like completely it's like trying to like learn to ride a bike for the first time and uh moved him back to the left and he went from like the worst lineman rating via pff to the first to the very best um and it showed oh, like throughout man. like everybody got into the right places um it's crazy how just different that is you know you would never think that you know everybody's you know grows up playing mad right just put the best players in the best spots in the line and all that kind of good stuff like right? It's really much, much, much harder than that. So I give them a lot of credit for uh, hanging in there and figuring it out and sticking it out for a tough win because no,
0: nobody thought. And lucky, luckily for you as a fan, they figured it out in week two, right? <laughs> Not in week twelve when they're scraping yeah. for a wild card. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them moving forward. I, I, I mean, they're a good team. So and they're yeah. they're well coached. Nobody ever doubts Harbaugh and that. That fashion, so I, I can tell you, like, like, like my confidence in Shanahan, and I've had comments right. coaches. Like when you have a good coach, it's like you know you yeah, can figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Yeah. Um. All right. In, in, in at number ten here, up from number nineteen is the Las Vegas Raiders. I would say it uh, like Chris Berman, but I would be embarrassing myself. <laughs> 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 That's what's in my head playing right now. Uh, Raiders. Uh-huh. Shocking the world again, being up on Pittsburgh on the road. I couldn't believe that. Um, what do you think about these Raiders? Are they for real? I
1: I still no. want to doubt them, but um, yeah, no. I mean I.
0: but they have another easy matchup this week too, I think. I think they have a very winnable game this week. I it's, who just, it is.
1: it's hard to look at Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards and Ruggs who can only run deep and get excited, but they just
0: Oh, it's they're playing the game. Dolphins at they're playing the Dolphins at home this week, with no Tua. Yeah, yeah. That's good We should, should
1: take care of business.
0: I, I was gonna say it's, it's just, you know, I don't know what their schedule looks like overall, but yeah. I doubt it's really all that difficult. It's not like they were a good team last year, so I would imagine they have some winnable games, much like the Carolina Panthers. who I'm surprised aren't on this list in the top ten. Um, not like they're impressing or beating impressive teams, but. They are playing pretty well. Um, I would put them in the same tier as the as the Raiders. Um and you
1: got Broncos as well, kind of the same same thing. I haven't really beat anybody yet, but they've looked they've taken care of business and, and looked pretty strong.
0: Yeah. All those teams are teams that I would not be surprised if they make the playoffs and then also have an early exit. Like yeah. that's kind of like what they yep. are, in my opinion. The
2: the Raiders uh, caught us on when we had a makeshift line. Okay. So there Everybody had free reigns, right? <laughs> and the Steelers are the Steelers legit have a bad line, like a very bad line. Um Big Gun has a hurt boob. And <laughs> and TJ Watts out. So I mean I make that makes oh. sense why they won. But they're probably I bet you they lose the Dolphins.
1: I, I was still not right. Really, really surprised. You by
0: don't have to bet us, dude. You have a whole segment for that. You can no, decide. I know. I am just gonna do it outright. three and a half i think the line is at the moment but we'll get to that later (laughs) um all right moving on to some some news from the past week uh just some headlines uh that that have popped up that may be of interest to some people um dalvin cook uh did not partake in today's today's wednesday in wednesday's practice uh ankle injury he went down two times i'm pretty sure uh on sunday which is alarming for, you know, season-long owners, but also anybody who played him in, you know, DFS for that given day because he's always coming in at a high price tag. Um, The did-not-practice tag is a little concerning, but, you know, according to Mike Zimmer, he basically said, like, Dalvin's a tough guy. If he can go, he can go. (laughs) So um, I don't know what you make of this, but it is something just to note, you know, did not practice.
1: Just going to have to keep an eye on it. Um, he did, he did end up playing a little bit at the end of that game. So my guess is he plays, but, um, this, this week's, there's a lot of news. That's going to completely change the change the slate. If some of these guys end up being out, he would certainly be one of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, if for DFS purposes, you know, enter Alexander Madison as your chalk yeah. play and cash lineups for sure. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, this happened last year, one week, I'm pretty sure. Right. I think he missed a game last year. Yeah. Madison didn't even end up doing that well, but like you had to play him. Everybody was playing him, especially in cash. So makes sense. Um, on to the, uh, the Buccaneers here, your boy Ms. Antonio Brown was put on the COVID-19 list. Um, doesn't mean he's going to miss Sunday, but he does have to pass two COVID tests um, within a twenty two twenty four 24 hour span right or 24 hours apart from each other and they're yeah. about four or five days out from from game time so uh potential there that he could miss if he doesn't hit that deadline in, in time
1: it's un- unlikely that he plays and and the real issue here with Tampa Bay we've talked about it before um when Brown is playing is which receiver you're going to go with we saw it last year or last week and Tony Brown was amazing first week he didn't do anything secondly so you would think him being out would clear it up a little bit, but now the issue is they're facing the Rams. You got Jalen Ramsey's going to shadow one of Godwin or Evans. And unless we get a hard answer as to which one of those he is shadowing, it's going to be tough to to play those guys as well, because, you know, Ramsey is arguably the best in the league um, and very capable of shutting down one of these guys, the other guy's probably gonna go nuts. So,
0: and if, if I'm the Rams, why would I, in any way, shape, or form, let you know which guy exactly is gonna? So exactly. it's going I don't mean, think he's going to. Told.
2: You don't think he will? I,
0: no, I think
2: he'll just, unless they need him to, uh, take a start. I don't think he'll start yeah, he'll just play as he would normally play, whatever, whatever. Call they make, and he lines up in that particular spot. That's probably where he's going to play, unless they need him to do something special, or they're running some kind of special package or something. But I just think they're going to keep it normal and see what happens because they're all so good. Oh yeah,
1: Does but if not, put-
2: it would it'll be an it, it would be an Antonio Brown week if yeah. if, he, if he was playing.
1: Does this put you on Scotty Miller at all?
2: No, because Tom Brady doesn't care. Tom Brady doesn't care about Scotty Miller. I'm telling you, he, he makes sure that all these guys get fed. I'm telling you.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he did it last week. He purposely looked at Mike Evans, literally the first point of the game. He threw to him. I mean, you got to
0: like, keep though, the wide receivers happy, right? That's, that's like the main yeah. thing there. They're the divas. So yeah. uh, keep them happy. Um, moving over to the AFC. A.J. Brown was limited in Wednesday's practice with a knee injury. I don't think this is more news. It's just, you know, noise. Um that's been lingering since last year. He had surgery yeah. on him. Yeah, I also read that he's yet to log a full practice on a Wednesday this entire year. So, um, not really shocking there. He should be fine. And I um, do want to
1: note on AJ Brown, owners like myself and seasonal, don't panic. Um, his his error his error yard numbers are very very good. He's getting opportunities. He got a bunch of targets last week. He dropped two very very catchable balls. He'll be fine. He's still getting the targets, even with Julio there. Uh, don't panic on AJ Brown.
0: Sounds like he qualifies for a don't be a goldfish section. Yes. <laughs> um, and other wide receiver news DeAndre Hopkins uh, did not practice uh, today, Wednesday, uh, with a rib injury. Um, he always seems to be banged up with minor injuries and fights through them. But, you know, He's through the last, through the first two weeks here, he's got 10 catches for 137 yards. Very un Hopkins like for him. Um, We'll see. I mean, we obviously like Rondell Moore. Does that mean he's the guy to play if you're playing a a Cardinals wide receiver this week? You You better. Wow. You better, he says. Careful, Miz, these things stay on the internet forever. <laughs> I don't know. You got to go out on the um, limb. Well, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic there. I mean, T-Hop is nowhere near, quote-unquote, you know, on the tail end or done. But Rondell Moore is an explosive guy. So you got to imagine they'll start feeding him more and more as he starts to make these big plays. Um, and he st- it started last week, apparently. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um. On the running back front, we got Josh Jacobs um, with an ankle injury. He remained sidelined at Wednesday's practice. Uh, We'll see what happens this week if he plays or not against the the Dolphins. Uh, Last week, Kenyon Drake got about 71% of the snaps. Um, But what was a little bit more alarming for anybody who played Kenyon Drake thinking he was going to ball out was that Peyton Barber got 29%, um, which was a little bit more than probably people would have liked. Does this impact any of your decisions? Um, you know, on the on the on the Oakland running back situation. Would you even consider the Oakland running back situation if Josh Jacobs isn't on the field? Yeah, I didn't think I, so.
1: Yeah, I stayed away last week. I probably do the same this week.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: I can see. But I would never play Peyton Barber. If somebody wants to play Peyton Barber, go for, for it. That's have fun with that. Can you? Yeah, really, definitely, uh, definitely good enough to put up good fantasy points um, or a good amount of fantasy points rather. So I can see using him if he's on, if he's like 4.7 or 4.8 K, but if not,
0: well. Oh. Move on. Don't get cute. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I don't know if this even matters because I don't think their offense matters, <laughs> but Jameson Crowder did not practice Wednesday. Uh, he suffered. He suffered a setback uh, last Friday with his groin injury. Um, week one, he was on the COVID list. Week two, he's got the groin injury. Um, doesn't really seem to be going Jameson Crowder's way. He is kind of a beast when he's healthy. Obviously, um, we've never seen him play with Wilson, so who knows? But he can be a factor, a DFS factor, especially low, low owned and low um, priced for for GPPs occasionally if the matchup's right. Um, but just throwing it out there that he didn't practice again Wednesday, so we're not sure if we'll even see him.
1: I have Corey Davis since seasonal, and I, I'm not starting him this week, so um, didn't James. start him last week either. Uh, that's going to be a I'm only touching Jets if it's a fantastic matchup.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think anything probably drove that home more than last week's <laughs> debacle yeah.
1: against the Patriots. Exactly, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, man. Uh, All right. Yeah. So that wraps it up for, for news and notes and and power rankings. Um, Let's get into one of our, uh, you know, favorite sections here. Uh, Don't be a goldfish. Um, Let's pass it over and look at some of the players that, you know, maybe be
1: be a goldfish.
0: You're right. Let's be a goldfish and forget that that last sentence ever came out of my mouth (laughs) and rewind it back. You know what the
2: happiest animal on earth is?
0: It's goldfish. You know why
2: no got a 10 second memory be a goldfish Sam yeah
0: let's move into our next section here mm-hmm. called uh be a goldfish uh, where we examine some of the good players in the league that kind of dotted or or under you know uh, under I don't know what I'm moving formed
1: expectations.
0: There you go. Underperformed uh, their expectations. So number one on my list, uh, Alvin Kamara came in at a price of 8,800, was 15% owned in GPPs, dropped a nice seven spot in the points column. Um, Alvin Kamara, be a goldfish for sure. Guy's a freak. I don't know if you play him this week, uh, but he's definitely not somebody that should just be off your radar.
2: Right, and... It's really because of uh, all the Saints coaches. There's like eight coaches out. Eight. I, eight I, I totally coaches. blame it on that. I totally blame no, that game on
1: that. 100%. 100%. I mean, that's, yeah. you wouldn't think position coaches matter that much, but they do. Uh, and it was, it was evident literally eight position coaches. So if I'm a Saints fan um, or as a DFS player, I'm throwing that game out and I'm not worrying about it. Um, Alvin will be just fine.
0: Yeah, I didn't do any research on this, but if we went back and looked at how many seven-point or sub-ten-point games he has in his career, I'm sure it's a very low number.
1: Yeah, not not very many.
0: Yeah. Uh, On that front, moving over to the quarterback side, we got Dak Prescott, lit the world up uh, week one, um, dropping maybe close to 30 points, uh, maybe over. Um, But this week, or week two, he came in at $6,800, 10% owned in GPPs. And dropped an eight point four eight points um, with his performance. I think Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, uh, especially when we're talking fantasy uh, and DFS. He he qualifies here for be a goldfish. I'm not too alarmed by this.
2: That was like a ten percent chance of that outcome happening, and it, that's what happened. It was a you, it was play, a you play that game hundred. Yeah. Right. You play that game a hundred times. He's scoring thirty points more than half the time
1: yeah it was it was flag heavy there was no rhythm for either offense because of the flags and so cowboys ended up just running the ball it was working so they stuck with it
0: Again. yeah i was just about to say it was just the, the game script just didn't really pan out for him they didn't really yeah. have to kind of score they just had to kind of hang in there like you said they were running the ball with both pollard and zeke uh in that game um a couple missed opportunities on both Dow side and the charger side you know Chargers had like two touchdowns called back. If they score that, those two touchdowns, that's now forcing Dak and the Dallas Cowboys to kind of rev up their engines and and get going. And like I said, it didn't really fall into place for them. So yeah, again, Dak Prescott, be a goldfish for sure. Uh, I'll I'll be on him uh, moving forward in this season. On the Seattle side, DK DK Metcalf, um, 11.3 points, not that bad. However, he came in at a high price point at 7,600. So and if that price range, you know, 11.3 points is not going to cut it. He was 11.2% owned in, in big GPP pools. Um, again, DK Metcalf, freak of nature athlete. Uh, I'm probably Seattle's number one hater and I can say that he is awesome. I'm putting him in the be a goldfish category.
1: Lockett did this last year too, where it kind of came out. was going nuts the first few weeks and then DK, ended up being the more consistent play he'll be fine like you said dude's a freak um just this same thing happened last year so yep don't don't give up on dk he'll, he'll be just fine
0: question for you are you guys worried in the seattle offense if we're approaching a situation like tampa bay where you have Lockett and you have metcalf and it's going to be like one or the other rarely both or are you not looking at it that way at least not yet
2: in terms of cash games, that's that's a different story. But in terms of GPPs, I'd stack both stack stack all three of them. Maybe throw A B on the other side, A B and Gronk, something like that. It's gonna be an expensive stack, but depending on the week and what they've done prior, you could get some value.
1: I'm not a big.
2: They'll abandon the run for sure. Yeah, They'll do it. Not... That what Dallas did.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an overly big Seattle guy in cash, anyways, because I don't like their the way they call plays is really inconsistent oh. some weeks they let they let Russ cook and then the next week they it's all running and um and they don't typically garner a ton of ownership anyways so yeah, yeah. there there's some worries but i think dk is gonna he'll find his way
0: and to clarify ms uh i think you're confusing your nfc west teams the seahawks are actually playing the vikings this week in minnesota
2: oh oh yeah yeah even better
0: yeah and the Vikings are by no means the purple people, people eaters. So should be should be right. just fine there. Um, staying in that division, this guy has kind of been uh, a little underperforming in, as far as DFS goes uh, over the last two weeks. Uh, George Kittle coming in at $6,400, 7.9% owned, dropped 5.9 points. Uh, he's been a little underwhelming. However, you know, he's still – Still a big piece of that offense. I think Debo's been kind of taking over and balling out a little bit. Kittle will get his. Um, but, again, I, I, don't, I don't think it's anything to be too too concerned with here. Um, but I did feel like he should make this list.
1: You could get Kittle. Kittle's never really a cash play because he's, he's kind of overpriced, overpriced every week. In all reality, when you have, you know, Waller's usually in the same kind of price range, you're going to go Waller due to targets. I was Kittle. gonna say Waller
0: doubles his targets almost every game. Yes. Like, so, so that like, makes
1: Kittle a just a perfect GPP play all season long because he's yeah. got immense upside. He can break it any any point. Um, so definitely, do not be afraid. Do not hesitate to go to get Kittle in a GPP literally every week because he has massive
0: upside. And that's and you know that's the mentality people probably have. Like right, like once you break that high six range or that mid six range. You're looking at those guys like Waller and even Kelsey, and you're like, I'm going to spend money on a tight end. I'm going to go with the guy that I know is going to get me 20 points or I know is going to, you know, whatever, Ball out. It was always going
1: to come in at the lowest on to those guys, but he has similar upside. So you can get that upside for cheaper and a a very low ownership. So it makes him a great GPP player. Yep.
0: And then again, sticking in the tight end vein and in the NFC West, Tyler Higby, um, 4100 14.6% ownership 1.8 points uh this was a little bit of a dud i know we spoke about him on the show on sunday um, as a potential uh was it cash i think we, yep. Mentioned, yep. Yeah, we was, mentioned nasty, yeah. yeah so he he kind of he kind of was a little bit of a disappointment but again i think he's part of a good offense i think he's part of a rejuvenated offense with with matt stafford and i think he'll find his way
2: The thing about Higby is he's still out there for almost all the plays. Again, um, I I have to go back and look, but I believe he was in there blocking a lot more this week than he was last week. Um, I got to double check that. So don't quote me on that, but, um, but the targets weren't, weren't there this week. It's just a a little bit more of a focused game for them. I mean, Robert Woods really didn't get much either, you know? Um, So with all their success that Cooper Cup was having, I mean that's just just variance. So people are going to be off of him because of that, but he's still he's still the same good play this week that he was last week and the week before.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's worth worth throwing in there. What about any any love for Robert Woods?
1: Yeah, um, I mean he's going to get going. There's Robert Woods didn't just. Stop being good. I mean, it, it's. I mean, we did talk about how much Matt Stafford loves a wide receiver, but there's room for Woods to get to get going as well. And um, he's actually a cash play this week because his price is way down because he hasn't done a ton. So um, you can definitely don't don't overly panic on Woods now. If it, if we get another game, then you know. Then maybe we got to start looking into some more. But uh, Robert Woods is a good receiver, so I'm not. I'm not panicking there yet.
0: Yeah. No,
1: something on sense.
2: that. Something on that is that it's only been two games, so yeah. we we really don't know that much. We we probably know less than we think we do, because these teams are going to change and evolve throughout the season. So it's not going to be like this every week, obviously. But people need a reminder to know that that thing it's like a pendulum. Things swing back and forth and in a little bit different directions. In this case, um, yeah. So don't sleep on Robert Woods this week,
0: dude. I don't know about or, you. Or moving forward, all I got out of that segment that you just said is a potential T-shirt that says "The Show Before the Show," and on the back it says "We don't know as much as we think we do." <laughs> <laughs> nice. What a, what a, what a quote. <laughs> but that is perfect. <laughs> um. Higby uh,
2: had yeah, massive
1: snaps, by the way. I'm Just checking on your snap card on Higby, and he's yeah. he's not there all the time. Almost yeah,
0: it's almost 100. Yeah, it, I,
1: think, I think it is 100, 100%, hundred um, him and Logan Thomas.
0: There you go. 100. Throw it up. Walks away from the camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll start with the uh, DraftKings section here. Um, again, and to clarify, we talked about this last week. These plays are all on the cheat sheet, and they're all listed as cash plays. So cash play on our cheat sheet, you'll, you'll see them listed as cash slash GPP, value or punt. The GPP plays are listed only as GPP. So what you're seeing here is only guys that fell into the cash category on our cheat sheet. So it ends up being only a handful of players at each position. Um, and you can see that it ended up with a monster score of 215 that cashes in every contest across the board, all cash games, all GPPs very high in gpps as well so um you know these cheat sheets are amazing and you can see that it was all again these are all cash plays so we weren't going these crazy super low own plays and we still put up a monster score so that's something to keep in mind uh, even for gpp builds that you don't necessarily have to get crazy. you can build a quality lineup based on in our one percent home still do really well so just looking at that DraftKings lineup real quick, you know, we've got Tom Brady. We had a bunch of the guys in that six. We talked on the live show Sunday about that 6K range. What do you know? Tom Brady, 6-9, right in that, that range we talked about. ends up being on the optimal cash lineup for our cheat sheet. Uh, Najee Harris was our chalk play. Daryl Henderson was listed as a value. Cooper Cup, we talked about at length all week. Um, and he was in every article, every live show. This show last week, we talked about him. Um, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant was one of those plays. He was the very top tight end on the cheat sheet for DraftKings. Again, his price made too much sense, the matchup. Um, Rob Gronkowski at flex. You're not going to do that very often, doing a flex of a tight end. But this is two weeks in a row now. Last week, we saw a receiver in the the flex. This week, we see a tight end in the flex. So I think we all need to get away a little bit from the feeling that you have to run three running backs because Mm -hmm. it's a pass-heavy league.
0: So it definitely. feels. It definitely feels weird. Uh not so much with wide receiver, um, but it definitely feels weird when you do two tight ends. Like yeah. I've done it before, and I'm like, well, this is a hail mary. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But you know, if it pays off, I mean, look at like you. If you told me on Sunday you got to start Noah Fant and you got to start Rob Gronkowski in your cash lineup, I would have been like, Dev, let's pull, pump the brakes. <laughs> Absolutely. I know you're smart and on, I trust you, but like that's a little crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So and and you're not gonna, if you're watching, you know, I'm not telling you to go rush and put a flex in a tight end and a flex or receiver in the flex. But I do think that, like I said, we need to kind of start to accept the fact that the league is, is becoming very, very pass heavy, and almost every team runs a dual running back setup. So that flex position if you land on a receiver or a tight end, that makes a ton of sense. I would say go for it. So.
0: Right. Um, yeah. It, it's, it, I agree with that. And, um, I'm really interested to hear what Miz Has to say about this. Uh, but we'll see we get if, yeah. if he ever decides to join us again. I don't know what happened. There he is.
2: <laughs> there hey, is. what's up,
0: man. Welcome to the show. Well, um, thanks. <laughs> we're, we're going to take a look now at the fan dual lineup. Um, we just went over the DraftKings lineup. Dev, same thing here, same same type of mentality, pretty much. Yep,
1: so on FanDuel, um, again, if you listen to the show Sunday, we talked about it, Kyler Murray, it just made sense to pay up for him. He wasn't, you know, on DraftKings, that 6K range just made all the sense in the world. They were too cheap. On FanDuel, though, I talked about, you know, Kyler Murray's not that much more expensive than, you know, like a Dak was. So what do you know? Kyler Murray ends up being in, in the top lineup here um you got Najee uh, again chalk play Cooper Cup we talked about Uh, Mike Williams is and Tyler Lockett are uh, um, on on FanDuel and we talked about this Sunday as well let's watch the Sunday show there's a lot of good stuff on there uh FanDuel typically a player is more expensive than he is on DraftKings almost always you know Kyler Murray was eight seven on FanDuel for instance I think he was you know low eights on DraftKings when you do see players who are cheaper on FanDuel than they are DraftKings, that's a pricing discrepancy you want to pay attention to. So Mike Williams was the perfect example of that this week. Both Miz and I ran him on FanDuel despite the fact that Keenan Allen was the chalkier play. It just made sense to get a piece of that offense with the savings that Mike Williams offered, especially when you consider his price in comparison to DraftKings. You can see he's 500 bucks less on FanDuel. Um, so pay attention to those pricing discrepancies. Um, you can see we have uh, we do have the traditional running back and the flex here in this option. Now this one did leave a lot of salary on the board, which we typically wouldn't do. If you were to to make it so that you left minimum of seven hundred, that's kind of what Ms. and I always suggest: is don't leave any more than seven hundred bucks on the board um, for cash lineups. Um, just it because again it just. Typically, there's a place you can upgrade. If you're leaving, you know, over 700 bucks, then you're most likely leaving potential on the board. So if you were to minimum do minimum 700, you would end up with Kyler, Najee. Uh, you'd end up with the same lineup, but you'd end up with Nick Chubb at running back in the Patriots defense, and you would spend all of your salary, and that would score 201. So, again, we talked about Chubb as well. These are all guys we talked about on the Sunday show. Um and yeah. it,
0: I got a scenario for you. Okay. If I'm filling out my lineup and I have $700 left over. I guess sometimes people are in love with their lineup so much that they may just bulk up a defense, right? I got 700 bucks. Let me throw it on defense. Yeah. Would you take that route or would you rather like divvy that up and like maybe bump up a tier to somebody else? Cause $700 towards one position could be, you know, a next level up or if you even split it up into 3,500, whatever. Or three fifty. I'm sorry, you may be able to get a little bit of a, a bump on a player, but you know sometimes what ends up happening is it's like you look at I don't know Noah Fand and Rob Gronkowski, and you're like in that range, right? And they're very similar players. The only person you'd want to go up to from them is let's just say let's it's a Kelsey, right? Obviously that seven hundred dollars is going to get you to Kelsey. So like sometimes you're like well rather than rebuild my whole lineup, I'll just bump up my defense. Are you more likely to do something like that? Or are you willing to kind of like reshuffle the cards and see where the the pieces land?
1: Typically what I'm going to do, what I I suggest, especially a sport like NFL, where you have time. NBA is the one kind of um, example that you don't really have time. NBA can be like last second. We just got breaking news. You got five minutes to build. With NFL, MLB, sports like that, what I suggest is just tinker play around, try different builds. Don't get, you know, it's okay to have like your core you want to build around, but don't get overly locked into, to, um, you know, certain place, of course build around like Najee was a free spot last week. He should have been in every lineup. You put in cash, plug him in, move on. You know, he was going to be chalk. He was in a good matchup. He ended up doing really well. Um, But you know, you've got, you had a little flexibility at say wide receiver three or um, you know, the flex position. Tinker, see what you see. If you end up, if you love the rest of your lineup, then yeah, spend yeah. that money on defense. And, and, no
0: and this leads me to, to another good point. When you say tinker, and I know Miz, you agree with this too, because we tell some of our, our buddies like they be doing this. When you are entering in your lineups, you should be doing this on a computer and not your phone.
2: Yeah, hundred percent every time. Now you can do both. You like, you can have like all of your stuff up on your computer and then like actually like fiddle with your phone or whatever a little bit, you know, just to get a break in between the two things. But really you should be doing all of this on your, on your computer because you can just see more. There's more available to you. Um, you don't have to go back and forth switching things, the apps well, and all that. It's nonsense.
0: Yeah. More screen real estate. You're, you can look up things. Right. It's, it's a lot right.
2: easier. If you're if you're serious about this, you should be building it wonderful
0: Yeah, and and you know, DraftKings specifically, they give you the tools to. They encourage you to do it. They let you download the rosters that you in a CSV file, which you can upload into an Excel sheet or a Google sheet. That's actually how I do my lunch. I know you've seen it, Miz. Like I, I put all my stuff in a sheet, and I do week by week, and I tinker like Devin says, and I make all my stuff in the sheet, and you can move it around. It's so much easier to the point where sometimes when I'm forced to enter in lineups, like if I'm traveling or if I'm, you know, at a family organ like, or like event or something like, and I have to use my phone, I'm handicapped. I'm like, this sucks. I'd rather not play. I need my laptop. Right.
2: Right. Exactly. hundred uh, percent.
0: Looking down here. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look this over, but this was the winning milling maker uh, lineup. Um, pretty interesting. Also not, you know, too shocking on some of the names here. Brady, obviously. I was a little surprised uh that Fournette made it in there. But again, you got to have some some uh low ownership plays and he fits that mold. Also Marvin Jones Jr. in the flex dev. Uh, yeah. Low owned, yeah, low owned receiver in, in the flex too. And yep. he didn't even really ball out. Like if you look at his stats. Nope. Yep he got 17 points. He got one TV, 55 yards and six receptions. Like that's all it takes. That's like all you need, but because of his low ownership, um, I think it says 4% there. Yeah. And his ability, like, and his price tag, which was 4,700. Like, that's it. You're, you're golden there. Cause now you just need your big, your big dogs to perform like Brady and Derrick Henry who balled out obviously. Um, But yeah, it's just a, interesting thing i think you know as we look at these millie maker lineup winners over the course of the season you'll see more stuff like this rather than your traditional you know two running backs and a running back in the flex
1: yeah that's funny if you look at that a lot of those were cash plays this week um that wasn't even a crazy lineup uh ronda is a guy we've talked about you know before already lock it cup cup was chalk yep and funny thing is Somebody could have beat him just with a simple change of the defense, drop to the um, bears for a hundred bucks less. And and you beat that lineup by a couple points.
0: Yeah. And if you look at the Cardinals defense, they got one point. You don't have to, you know, you you don't have to blow the doors off of every play you have. Um, you, You do have a little leeway there on any given week. And the total score there was 233, which is pretty damn high. So yeah. Uh, if you can drop 233 in a lineup, good for you.
1: But. Well, but that cash that we went over scored 215. So that shows you how.
0: Yeah. even is not that, much.
1: Yeah, that just even cash plays can get you a really good lineup.
0: Oh, you didn't know. All right, let's move on to this next section uh, where we look at some of the next-gen stats called Oh, You Didn't Know. Um, I pulled out some some interesting stats from from week two uh, provided by the NFL kind of goes with the theme of the week, uh, so to say. So first one is Aaron Rodgers completed 20 of 24 passes for 246 yards, four touchdowns and a passer rating of 149 when the Lions did not blitz. What does this mean? If if you are not rushing Aaron Rodgers, he is going to carve you up, basically. So if you are looking at playing Aaron Rodgers and you're looking at teams that have, or he's playing teams that have a weak, you know, rush edge or pass tech, that's that's your money maker right there. That's a, that's what I got out of this stat. If he's going to have time in that pocket and you're going up against a shitty defensive line, see you later, Miss. It was nice talking with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is where where you wanna where you wanna be. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't know why my video went out. However, um, <laughs> it's pretty crazy that all his passes went to Aaron Jones, though.
1: Yeah, good yeah, thing a I was seasonal.
0: I was gonna say, think, a little, me too. A little me too. here's my number Adams. five running back? Wow. As an, as an Adams owner, I was a little uh, hurt to see that. I needed like 40 points on Monday night. I had Adams as well as two other guys, including DeAndre Swift. And I was like, this is so in reach. And didn't even come close. Nope. Uh, On to another Hall of Famer, Tom Brady, who threw five touchdown passes, uh, tied Dan Marino for the second longest streak of consecutive regular season games with at least four. Brady has thrown four plus touchdowns in four straight games dating back to last season. Uh, Peyton Manning had a streak of five such games, which I believe is the record in 2004. So do we think Brady does it this week? You know him and Peyton uh, have that unofficial slash official rivalry. You think he knows this stat? I don't know if he does or not. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he definitely does. So you think he's Mm -hmm. trying to, to capitalize there?
2: He definitely is, but it's a tough matchup for him.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. If Make sure,
1: those listening, make sure you read. Uh, I do a Monday Morning Reactions uh, article, and Tom Brady was one of my main points today. He is actually on pace for his best statistical season of all time. This is the GOAT we're talking about, and he's, what, 45 years old? And he is on pace for his best season of all time. It is. It's
0: it's um, it's unbelievable. He looks like he's getting younger, too. he, it's he insane. <laughs> he,
1: he physically... <laughs> looks better the older he gets. I know. It, it doesn't make sense.
0: it Doesn't make sense. He's had worked on though. Oh, okay. He also gets yeah. hit by 300 pound men. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, for bad. sure. But <laughs> he's definitely had worked
2: on. He had like that that jaw uh surgery where it makes it more, you
0: know, pronounced. He has all yeah, the Crazy. Ch- supposed to get crazy. That done next year. We'll see how Yeah, that's
1: on that's yeah. all on our list. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um all right this next stat has no relevance to the fantasy at all i just need to stick it to some people so the titans had a four percent <laughs> chance of winning the game with 13 minutes left and they ended up doing so so suck it seattle fans sorry walt if you're watching, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Nice>. you're watching. <laughs> I, ha- I had to throw that in there just because it feels good to say
1: and i actually think they got screwed that julio overturned that was a touchdown that was
0: a touchdown that his, was a touchdown. his heel was in the end zone and it was green in between his cleat. He was wearing like the blue and pink cleat. I heard
1: an explanation of why if he would have, if he would have tapped or dragged, it would have been a touchdown. That's stupid. That was a touchdown. If we're not calling that a touchdown, then it's, it's a waste of time. That was, it that was, was a,
0: yeah. these things don't make sense to me. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, another stat here uh, out of Sunday's games, Charges running back Austin Eckler had 18 routes run from the backfield, three from the slot, and three from out wide. Um, reason why I included this in is because just Austin Eckler, when he's playing a full game and he's not injured, he's great if you are counting PPR here, right? So obviously, DFS that counts in your season longs. He is just a reception machine as far as running backs go. That's what makes him so valuable.
2: Yeah. It's an Alvin Kamara, role. Draw Lombardi's offense. Yep. As
1: long as he – and he's a couple weeks removed from the hand,
2: hand, hand,
1: hand, hand so can feel a little bit better on him. This year he does every single year, but for now, keep, you can, you know, he can be on your radar with confidence.
0: Um, another stat here, Zach Wilson was 15 of 23 for 132 yards and four interceptions when not under pressure. <laughs> the poor Jets, man. Uh, I, you could throw the Giants the sorry, the in there. New York sorry. The fucking. Sorry, ass. This week. Uh, but they is so fucking sorry. They're <laughs> so sorry. It's it's tough, man. It's it's getting to a point where I don't even want to make fun of them anymore. It's like they just know. <laughs> the Jet Definitely. fans know, man. This is they your future here. I <laughs> talked to them
1: about the coaching staff, talked to him after the game about not always going for the home run and the flashy play because a lot of those, he just was trying too much. Just take what's, take what the defense gives you, especially when you're not under pressure. Um, that's, that's a staggering stat. I mean, that should not, yeah, it's crazy. Should not be a stat that we're reading.
0: Yeah. But Hey man, Zach Wilson can throw to his left on the run while wearing shorts and a tank top at the combine. So he's yeah, that's right. Pick, so yeah, <laughs> gotta love him. Um uh, Finally, <laughs> finally sort of. um, Debo Samuels, 282 receiving yards in weeks one and two are the second most by a 49ers player in the first two weeks of a season since Jerry Rice did that at 285 in 1989. So pretty cool to see um, or pretty cool for any player to be mentioned in the same breath as Jerry Rice. This is by no means me saying Debo Samuels, Jerry Rice, but mm-hmm. just as, just more of a stat and a tip of the cap to him on how he's balling out after he had a down year filled with injuries and, and letdowns last year. Now, question,
1: one. question for you as a 49ers fan. If you own, say if you're me, and you were super, super high, high on Brandon Iyut coming into the season, and you drafted yeah. him in seasonal, so you drop him?
0: Just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, so – I have Ayuk and Debo on different teams in different leagues, obviously. Um, I haven't actually been playing either of them. I've had Debo on my bench uh, just because of the way the chips fall. I have, like, I think, like, Cooper Cup and maybe DJ Moore. So I wasn't playing him over them, at least not right now. Maybe maybe now because he, yeah showing a little consistency. And then Ayuk, I started him week one. He put up a fat zero, and then he basically got the same thing this week, like,
1: one what they, One or two catches?
0: Yeah, you one catch, I believe. I would you trade for him. You can't play IUK right now, but I also don't think you should cut him either. I think for yeah, I, fun, is I well. did
1: swim, um that was more for so more so for our listeners, because you're a 49ers fan, you watch them very closely. You're yeah. gonna have a little some nice insight on that.
0: Yeah. Um you know, if you look at the the Niners offense, really nobody's balling out except Debo. So yeah, like we mentioned Kittle before. Garoppolo is Garoppolo at this point Their running backs are a mess um so yeah I I think they'll figure it out eventually I think Ayuk is not a zero point guy he is talented he's good he's more he's the deep play threat you know Debo gets a lot of the creative plays he's in the backfield he's running sweeps he's coming around the edge you know that sort of stuff he's also a hard hard runner uh which is why I, I personally love him but like he attacks the the tacklers um it's just a, it's an interesting dynamic. Once they can figure out the relationship that all those guys have and how they fit into um, the offense, I think they can be really, really sharp uh, moving forward. And then, like, Trey Lance in the wings, he just is a whole nother element that he can add to that offense. I'm excited about it. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of players that we like uh, let's move into this next section um, where we go over some love hates. This is must or dust. Um, I'm going to shout out a couple of names at you guys, and you just take them as, as I, as I say them, and then let me know if it's a must play or a dust play. So I'm going to start first with a guy that had a tough Sunday night. Uh, that is Clyde Edwards Hilaire, C E H of the Kansas city chiefs.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little context to this play. Um I actually hated the draft pick. Um he was wasn't very good last year, he was battling injuries, he hasn't looked very good this this year, but the Chargers are allowing 162 yards per game on the ground, and CEH has played 69% of the team's snaps so far. Um, which is you know that's about 15th highest, so, you know, he's getting he's getting a lot of looks. Um, but I, what I want to clarify is that right now, especially in DraftKings, he's only 4,800, so this is a pricing play and a good matchup. If some of these other running backs end up being out, then he will not be a must for me. If we end up getting, you know, some, some value elsewhere, then I would come off of him. But right now, we need value. CEH comes in at 4,800. I mentioned what the Chargers are giving up on the ground. That's a ton. Um, you know, they're going to have to try to stop Hill and Kelsey. And in a plus matchup, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if he's ever going to have a good game, it's a week like this.
0: You're calling him a must as long as his ownership is low and, and it warrants the play, the contrarian play pretty much.
1: Well, right now he's he's projected to be one of the higher owned values simply because there's not a value, not a ton on the board. Okay. But this is kind of – you know, if Daryl Henderson's out, I would much rather play Sonny Michelle, um, who had a really good game and limited snaps and is even cheaper. Uh, another name I also like, especially GBP, I just want to throw this out here, is Felton for the Browns. Most likely is going to play some receiver, and he was fantastic in the preseason, and he came in last game and scored a touchdown and looked fantastic as well.
0: Okay, interesting. Let's, let's throw out another name here. Uh, Alvin Kamara. So he makes my he makes my hate list. Um, Before you get into it, we're loving or musting ch and dusting slash hating Alvin Kamara. This week. So ch is a must.
1: Um, Alvin Kamara is dust.
0: It sounds weird. It sounds weird to say that. It
1: does, and and it's for the reasons. Um, so we talked about him in Goldfish. We straight up said he's going to get going, but. Um, you know, he's still expensive. The, the offense didn't look great this week. Um, you know, they get the Patriots. The Patriots are no. What do the Patriots do defensively? They take away one weapon on the opposing offense. Well, without Michael Thomas, who does that leave? Who are the Patriots going to take away? They're going to take away Alvin Kamara. So knowing the Patriots' history, I see them just game planning literally – make anybody else beat us. Um, and for that reason, that's that's why I'm off, off of Alvin Kamara.
0: And and before, you know, people see this and they make their comments, like, we want to make it clear that this is for this week. Like, it, yes. I don't want people watching this show being like, these guys are clowns and saying they hate Alvin Kamara. Like, that is not the case.
1: <laughs> nope, I, I'm super high on Alvin Kamara. Actually, I drafted him with my, my first pick in fantasy. Uh, yes, yes, this week though, again, That's what Bill does. He takes away one weapon, and when Michael Thomas isn't on the field, you're going to dare that receiving core to beat you. They're going to try and stop Alan Kamara.
0: All right, let's let's bounce over to another running back here who made this segment in week one, actually, and we listed him as a dust. His name is Saquon Barkley. Uh, What do we think about him this week?
2: Now is the time to get on the Saquon train before it's too late. The price is right. The time is right. And he's uh, he's spring loaded, ready to go. Uh, we saw a little bit of it last week. He had a nice, you know, long run. Um, that's something that he needed to get to get going and fe- start feeling like himself again. But I'm telling you guys, get on the train this week before it's too late. I like that.
0: Uh, I like that.
2: Twenty
1: nine snaps week one. He played fifty eight week two.
2: yeah and the pass and the passing down work
1: yeah
0: let's go get on
1: and he has an elite matchup against the Falcons, who are giving up 40 yards 40 points a game
0: yep i smell high uh ownership or high amount of lineups in my future with saquon this week
1: and his price is reduced so he's actually cheaper on Fanduel than than clyde edwards hilarious so i would rather play bark barkley over on um on Fanduel, he, he's a fantastic Fanduel player.
0: High, high talent, low price—that's the formula. Yep. Let's go. All right. Uh, what about this next guy, um, Najee Harris? It's hard not to like him again. I mean, he almost he played almost
2: all the the snaps again. He didn't almost, play but either. not quite. Almost. I think it was 100? like three or four. Not quite a hundred percent. Three or four that he missed out on. Um. But he, i don't know if you guys saw the stiff arm the hell out of that dude. And made yes. it oh, stupid, yes, yes. Uh, man! But that's that's just a glimpse of what's awesome. what's to come with this dude for, uh, for the next few years. Um, Big Ben, his boobs hurt, so we need to get—we need to get Najee the ball. Oh,
0: uh, old sore man boobs.
2: Boob. Man <laughs> boob. Old sore Nine,
0: boobs. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Ninety-seven point four
1: percent of the team snaps through two weeks. The next closest running back is Joe Mixon at 80%. Wow. So, say That's what you know, he's, he's doing is rare, is, is an not... understatement. Guys don't play this much. So, um, yeah. Snaps
0: I,
2: I, Snaps correlate to fantasy points more than Opportunities, opportunities. Yeah. And also,
0: like, the Steelers have a history of doing this. Remember what they did with Le'Veon Bell? That was, yeah. like, his big, you know, question mark when he was looking for the big contract, is how much yeah. burn he had already. Um, right. So, you know, Tomlin's going to use his guys, especially the running backs. Yep. So... Yeah, he, good, he
2: wants to win now. He doesn't want
0: to wait. Exactly. Why? Why rest him up and save him for him to go to another team and, and win? Right. There? Exactly. Um. All right. I, you mentioned him. Uh. So I'm gonna just throw it out there, just for some feedback. But uh, old Big Ben there and, and his boob. <laughs> what do What do we think of him this week? Well,
1: um, for actually, essentially, exactly the reason Miz just said he, he's hurting. Um. So he's he's dust for me. Um, I think they're going to feed Najee. Um, he really hasn't looked very good, anyways. He had, you know, he had a decent half of football so far on the year. He was week one, the second half he was really good. Other than that, he's looked old. Uh, now you add in an injury, um, and since he actually hasn't been bad defensively, they're only allowing 22 points per game, uh, only 304 304 total yards a game. So they've been kind of playing slow and low scoring both weeks so far. Um, So Big Ben is uh, dust for me. All
0: right, this next guy I've read about on a few articles. um, He also had a lot of fantasy hype uh, coming into the year. Plays for the Bears, Darnell Mooney. Mooney to the moon. (laughs) Mooney to the uh, moon. For
2: all my crypto bros out there. Mooney to the moon. I mean, the dude uh, came on a little bit uh, at the end of last year, and this is um, this season was you know supposed to be his breakout year. Um, he did very well in the preseason with Justin Fields at the helm. Now officially, who he was looking for a lot in the preseason. It's time, you know. He, he did had you know pretty up and down first two weeks. This last week was a lot better. But look for him to actually come out with the boom this week because uh, his, price, his price is very cheap and very affordable. When Justin Fields there, I'm in. Yeah, and my- I
1: have these, stat, these snap numbers still pulled up. So um, Darnell Mooney comes in fourth in the NFL uh, receiving wise, 94.8% of team snaps. So he's on the field a ton. He is the clear number two for that team. Um, and with teams concentrating on stopping Allen Robinson, which is Allen Robinson's actually only been on the field 85% of snaps. So, um, yeah, you got to like the Mooney play, grab him now before he while he's cheap, because he is starting to be a name that um, you know, seasonal wise, you're starting to see on the pickup list because people I'm are starting
2: still, him this week.
1: Are you? Yep. Yep.
0: And and listen, I want people also too like listen to the stats that like Devin and Miz are focusing on here. Like the percentage of snaps that they're played, how much they're on the field, their targets, not necessarily the fact that like, Oh, Darnell Mooney had 19 catches last week. Like that's not something to hang your hat on. You want to look for correlations in DFS and, and where you can get value at people or players who are coming in lower owned for basically their potential or what their potential could be. So a uh, guy's on the field 94% of the time, I think you said, or 98% of the time. I don't remember what you said there. Um, 4.8.
1: 9, so combining the two numbers you said. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. So if he's coming in and he's at 94.8 of the, the snaps, like he's gonna get his. Like the law of averages says he's gonna start to, to pop. And if he hasn't popped yet, that's even more of a reason to play him. Even more of a reason why his price is gonna go down, which makes us want to go on top more uh, and not play those chalkier plays, especially in your GPPs.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Um, all right, let's, uh, one last guy here. Uh, we kind of hinted at him before, but Rondell Moore,
1: uh, Miz and I are going to fight over him. So I'll go first and then I'll let Miz jump in a little bit. Um, cause to his, he was, you know, one of the first in the entire industry, but Rondell Moore, um, as a Buckeyes fan, I know him all too well Uh, in his freshman year with Purdue. He essentially single-handedly beat the Buckeyes. Uh, I remember that. He put up 170 yards, a couple touchdowns. And keep in mind, this is a Buckeyes team in which Terry is in the NFL. So this is a pro secondary and he just made them look silly. His size is the only, his size is the reason he wasn't drafted earlier because he's very small. He did battle some injuries in college, so there's concern with that. But this is one of those guys, while he's healthy, there are not many guys in the NFL as explosive as this guy. And we saw it last week. Um, he had that deep ball from, from Kyler where it was, it was incredible. I mean, and, and he just – Kyler looks faster than everybody else out on the field, and I thought the same thing about Rondell Ball. He just looked faster than everybody else on the field.
2: He just has a way of getting open – and he once he gets the ball he's like a running back he's like D, he's a lot like debo he's a faster version of debo that's exactly what he is he's like a, he's like a debo and anquan bolden mix a young anquan bolden um one just get this this guy the ball everybody still thinks uh christian kirk is the number 3 uh which is that's not the case In the, the depth chart might say that, but that's not the case. I was telling one of my friends before the game last week, and he was like, what do you, what do you mean, Rondell Moore? So, and I said, hey, I'm telling you, he is the go-to guy. He's the, the new Anquan Bolden, the new Larry Fitzgerald for that offense, running, running in the slot, can run outside, can run deep, can do all the screens, can do the, the end arounds. It's just... It makes no sense not to get him the ball. He's one of the most he, explosive players they have on that offense.
0: He's, he's also got the formula, if you look at his position right now and what situation he's in, to be really good for a long period of time moving forward in his career because he's behind DeAndre Hopkins, who is obviously a stud and mm-hmm. a veteran. He's behind A.J. Green who's been in the league for 10 plus years also was super talented and knows what to do. So he's can learn from those guys, mm-hmm. get mature, not be the number one, take all that burden. And then when those guys contracts fall off, AJ green might be gone by next year, honestly, but Deandre Hopkins right. will be around for at least another two to three years. And then when his contract is up, it's like, I'm the guy now. And I have yeah. been playing for three years behind these two guys or learning the ropes from these guys. Like he's in a good situation. He really is. And he can he be a great offense guys. It reminds me of, uh, they're not very similar players, but like, it's like when, you know um, Antonio Brown was coming up through. Yeah, exactly. Steelers right. Organization. Exactly. Right. Same thing. It could exactly. be something similar to that. So um, yeah, it's exciting to see what this guy's going to do. Hopefully he doesn't terrorize the Niners for the next decade, but who knows?
2: I played him in cash. I played him in cash. In case yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and I think you want to jump on him again. This is an elite Mm -hmm. matchup. Uh, In in theory, they should get ahead in this game. And if Hopkins is banged up, they probably play it safe with him. Um, So the matchup makes sense. The price makes sense. He's going to keep climbing. And the the encouraging thing is he he only saw 20 snaps week one. um, And he still saw a ton of targets on those 20 snaps. He saw 28 Mm -hmm. week two. So that's a pretty good increase, and I would guess that he sees even more than that. Week three probably starts to see in the 30s, um, because it's hard to ignore what he's doing. And you know, Kingsbury is not an idiot. He knows how to how to utilize the weapons he has. So uh, love Rondell Moore this week.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good note to end on. Very high on uh, on on Rondell Moore there, Um, Ron. (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll see what, what Big Ron does for us this week and, uh, you know, the rest of the season here. All right, let's uh, move into our final section uh, where we give our expert uh, analysis picks, uh, review of the picks from last week. This section is called Give Me the loop, give me the loop. Um, give me the loop. Let's take give a look first me at me last week's picks. Uh, <laughs> we had um, – Dev, we'll start with you actually, uh, coming in at 0-3. Uh, if I I have that right? Yeah, back to my
2: big week one.
0: (sighs) Your big week one brought down to reality real quick. That brings you at a total of two and four for the year. Um, A three, three, three winning percentage. (laughs) Miz, you went two and one. Um, I believe you had the Patriots. Uh, You had, who else? You had um, the Packers. And there was somebody else there that you didn't get. Oh, the Steelers. You had the Steelers. Steelers and Panthers, I think, right? No, you didn't have the Panthers. You had the Steelers, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Just take my word for it. I'm the producer of the Yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Dev, we didn't go over your picks, but you had... Um, yeah, you had the Browns, you had the Bengals, and you had the Rams. Yeah, and... Then, and I'd be remiss if I didn't get to brag a little bit, uh, went three and I had the Ravens plus three and a half San Francisco minus three and a half and the Patriots minus five and a half, which, uh, when in doubt, bet the Pats against the Jets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that was, that was kind of a layup. So, uh, overall records right now, we got myself at four and two, uh, and then the both of you at two and four. So, uh, you're going to have to do a little catching up this week as we get into this, uh, this piece of the show. Um, I will go first uh, since I had the big week and I'll rattle off my picks. Um, you know, this first pick in order of, I guess, uh, least favorite to most favorite. Um, the reason why this pick is a least favorite of mine is because it's a division game, uh, but I am still going to pick it. And that is the Chiefs minus six and a half uh, against the, the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers tend to always play the Chiefs actually pretty tough. But I'm still leaning that the Chiefs can win by a touchdown. If it was seven and a half, I don't know if I'd take it, to be honest with you. But the six and a half, I think they cover that. Um, I could see them winning this game, you know, by a touchdown. And 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 it would be a touchdown by like a backdoor cover uh, by the Chargers. You know, I could see them easily being up like 13 points or 10 points and the Chargers score like a – a ridiculous, like maybe two minute drill touchdown while the chiefs are playing back. Like I could see that happening, but nonetheless, I'm going chiefs minus six and a half um, over, over the the LA chargers at home. Um, my second pick here. Uh, my middle pick is the Seahawks minus one and a half against the Vikings. I just don't think the Vikings are a good team as much shit. And as, Much as I rag on the Seahawks, I do know they are a good team. That's partly why I rag on them. If they were bad, I wouldn't even acknowledge them. Um, But I do think they can beat the Minnesota Vikings here by at least, you know, a field goal or so. Uh, They are on the road. The Seahawks do have their flaws. But I think they're going to have a bounce back week after that devastating loss last week at home to the Tennessee Titans. And then finally, my most confident pick. Um, and this is actually my probably my most riskiest pick but I'm going the bucks minus one and a half um, against the Rams now I must admit when I made this pick I wasn't aware that Brown would probably be out but I wrote it down and now I'm saying it in public on the internet so I'm sticking to it <laughs> I'm going with the bucks minus one and a half um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna roll with it so those are my my three picks. I got the Chiefs minus six and a half uh, over the Chargers, the Seahawks minus one and a half over the Vikings, and the Bucks minus one and a half over the Rams. So I'm taking all favorites, uh, but but two of those are are pretty low favorites. Miz, you want to go? Or you want me to go?
2: I'll go. Uh, the, the The least confident pick that I have would be the Saints plus three at the Patriots after a debacle and with COVID and not having all their coaches on the sideline of last week, I look for the Saints to come back strong, a little bit more mentally prepared, uh, as opposed to what they were last week. I like them plus three uh, on the road at New England. And then um, my second pick would be the Cardinals minus seven and a half at the Jaguars. Might even consider buying the hook just for a little bit of security. Um, the Jaguars are just not ready. They bad, not ready. Bad. bad, bad. Urban Meyer is a douche. He's a fucking dolt, and um, he's not ready for this yet. He needs a. Lot, he needs to learn a lot still. So I'm going to go with the high powered offense led by Kyler Murray and Rondale Moore over the Jaguars on the road. And then, um, my most confident pick. Um, you know, I wanted to actually say the Vikings, but <laughs> uh, shout out to my boy Andrew DePaula, the long snapper for the Minnesota Vikings. However, it's the Dolphins plus three and a half. Oh, all right. against the Raiders. I said it before, in the beginning of the show. The Raiders, they they've had a dreams setup thus far. So um, I actually look for them to get a little bit of a wake-up call here. Jacoby Brissett slinging the ball. So I don't sleep on a stack with Jacoby this week. Um, I look for him to sling the ball a little bit farther downfield, uh, more so than than Tua has been doing, and uh, really taking command of the offense. And, and if it plays good enough, you might see a little bit of the controversy moving forward in Miami.
0: Uh Before Dev gets into his picks, I think what I'm going to – I'm starting to pick up a trend with you, Miz, where you really are passionate about the people that you don't like. So uh, (laughs) we we got Miz's list here. And so far, if you're keeping score at home, we got Joe Judge from the the Giants. We got Urban Meyer. And then your all-time favorite, Corey Davis. You just made the list. (laughs) Uh, That
2: fucking guy.
0: But I'm going to start keeping track of these guys as the season goes on. That list may be uh, (laughs) – Long. Well, yeah. Keep long by the time we hit week 18. It'll be
2: great. It'll be a great list.
0: <laughs> All right, Dev, uh, what do you what do you got here? Take us home.
1: All right, I uh, I got to agree with the Cardinals seven and a half. Um, the Jags are really bad, and I I've never quite understood. I'm, this is going to be out there, and I'm going to get roasted for it. Um, never quite understood the Trevor that Trevor Lawrence is a can't miss. Greatest thing since Andrew Luck uh, he, he doesn't look any better than Gardner Minshew so far. Um, granted, it's early. There's not a ton of talent around him. His coach has no clue what he's doing, which breaks my heart because he's a Buckeye. Um, but we'll see, you know, see if he, he proves me wrong. I'm just not sure he's going to be the, the superstar that people think he is. But anyways, um, they're, they're not ready yet. That's not a good team. Uh, still not giving James Robinson the ball enough. They're going to get behind. They're going to panic. Lawrence is going to have to throw the ball too much, probably throws, you know, another pick or two. Um, and Rondell Moore continues to just light it up. He's going to have another big day. i am um, got to keep with my trend. I'm going to pick Browns again. There
0: you um, go. Three I'm a little nervous a about this one,
1: without Landry. but again, now you can start a Devin list too. And Matt Nagy is at the top by a mile. Um, when Fields came in the other day, Matt Nagy is trying to ruin this kid. He played such a conservative style with the play calling, and I just think he's going to do it again. I feel like Matt Nagy doesn't want Justin Fields to succeed. It's ridiculous. He's already named Dalton the starter when healthy. Why? That, doesn't, that makes zero sense. You're not. You know, what's,
0: I don't understand the approach there. It's like, who are you trying to protect? Are you trying to protect? Andy Dalton psyche, like yeah. the guy's been moving for 12 all, years. All is
1: doing is putting Fields' mental game at risk. And it really, really frustrates me to see, because I'm a big Fields guy, again, as a Buckeye. And I've seen him play. The dude's amazing. Um, so I just, I did, again, this is picking against Matt Nagy. I've done it two weeks in a row. He burnt me last week. Um, they did end up winning, but that was more so just um, the Bengals just did, They didn't play very well. So, anyways, going Browns uh, minus seven and a half, and then, um, you know, we're gonna make things a little fun because I actually like the opposite side of two of your guys' picks.
0: Okay.
1: So, I was gonna consider the Raiders, but I think I'm gonna go to the Rams plus one and a half because of the Antonio Brown news and because of Jalen Ramsey being able to. Potentially take one of the other massive weapons out of the game a bit, um, and the Buccaneers are, are banged up defensively, especially in that secondary. So good luck start stopping Cooper Cup. Um, Robert Woods is going to get going eventually. Um, if the Bucks are going to lose, it's going to be a week like this. So give me the Rams plus one and a half.
0: All right, I like I like the challenge there. Uh, two of your two of your spreads are pretty big too. You know more than a touchdown for the Cards and the Browns. Um, if you are listening to this, we are making these picks uh, on Wednesday, so they, the lines may change as news breaks uh, closer to Sunday. We're also using the, the sports book at FanDuel as, as our source. So um, there you have it. Those are all our picks. We'll, we'll catch back up with everybody um, on Sunday when we do our live uh, before kickoff show. Um, anything else before we get out of here, guys, that you guys want to harp on uh, for anybody listening? And to clarify with the picks,
1: we're not betting experts and we're not pretending to be. This is just a kind of fun thing, talk about the games. Obviously, we all understand football, DFS at a very high level. But, you know, a, the betting world's a completely different animal. Most people are never going to tell you to take, you know, a line minus half. So That's
0: right. Know, that re- don't responsibly. Go-
1: yes, don't <laughs> go you know, bet the bank because – three guys who aren't big time betters are telling you to do it so just to clarify that we do have a wager team um and we are growing that out and those guys do do this that's don't play bfs this is this is for fun and whatnot so just keep that in mind fast
0: forward to ms wearing like you know like a a satin robe and like covered in in chains and, and jewelry week 18 because he keeps making all the right picks and he, he's a, he's now a guru his little pimp hat on
2: hey
0: if you want if you want some prop bets come holler at me in the dms
2: <laughs> or
0: read our prize picks article on right. the website and smash those because prize picks gives outrageous props if you get in early enough um, make sure you, you check out those articles and get in while they're hot and, and, and low, honestly, because they, they tend to move a lot. And we talk about that on the show on Sunday as well. So. Uh... With that, I'll sign off. Um, That's it for this week's edition of the show before the show. Again, be sure to tune in on Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern time, where the three of us kind of talk you through the core uh, plays of the week from a cash perspective, from a GPP perspective. uh, And we recap some of the news that we spoke about here today. Um, Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. We will catch you next week. I'm the host. These guys are the experts and we are out of here. Cool.
2: We're good.